Welcome to the Incred podcast. Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to the Incred podcast. The topic that we have today is very interesting. We're going to talk about a skill that can come in handy for you whether you are a business owner, a working professional or even a student. We're going to be talking about the art of networking. And to speak with us on this topic, we have an entrepreneur, a social selling strategist and a LinkedIn expert, Mr. Neeraj Shah, uh, as as the founder of the BNI India network, who took the network from merely a few entrepreneurs to over 10,000 in just a matter of years. And he's also uh, now for co-founded a new venture called the Titan Masterminds. Please join me in welcoming Mr. Neeraj Shah. Okay, hi Neeraj. Uh welcome to our podcast we are very excited to have you uh, here and speak with us i'm not great to be here with you great so um so neeraj my first question to you is uh, uh, you know it is it is very uh, a commonly used uh, statement that you are known by the company you keep and mm-hmm. that is so true in every walk of life uh, mm-hmm. you tell me how does networking knowing the right people at the right places how does that add value uh, to a professional to a business what is your take on that so let me just share a quick example of uh, this uh, with a client that i'm currently working with so he he's from the lighting business and uh, he really tends to deal with more uh, you know architects and builders and he decided that he wanted to get into the manufacturing space and uh, he decided to use his network to help him identify people who could be his distributors and through referrals of people that already knew him well people who trusted him he was able to get in touch with exactly the right people now he has 19 distributors over 2 months and he's generated 7 and a half crores worth of new inquiries uh, while lockdown has happened wow and this has all happened because he's had the right network in place and it's not only having the right network in place but he has a high trust network and i think that is the key that uh, you should have if you have that then really having the right network is a growth and opportunity multiplier and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether you're in business or you're an individual you know working somewhere uh, it is a growth and opportunity multiplier if you really know how to use the network it's 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 not who you know but you know who knows you mm-hmm. <laughs> and how well they know you uh, that really counts right so um you know traditionally uh, networking has usually been more of a face to face um activity you go to events conferences uh meet mm. people and then you know you build your network but mm. um obviously with with times changing now um people are leaning on to online networking so do you see any yes. difference in these two is one less effective than the other no i i think you've got to Uh, understand the nuances between the two to be able to utilize them in the best way possible um when i first moved here to india from the uk i started a networking organization but i only knew one person when i moved here 
to India. Mm -hmm. So I had to use both offline networking and online networking because literally I had to uh, use every networking trick in the book. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this was in, you know, early 2004 that I moved here. And at that time, you know, the internet was very much at a nascent stage. Um, you know, internet connections weren't very good. Uh, we really didn't have uh, the kind of smartphones that we have right now. And uh, as a result, you know, offline networking was the main way in which people networked. But as time has gone on, what's happened is that, uh, you know, we now have smartphones, we have amazing uh, network connectivity. Uh, we now have 4G, 5G coming up as well. So it's become very easy uh, to uh, network. I think one of the things about online networking is that once you have managed to make a connection and you may have met someone offline, you are able to continue that relationship building online. And I think that's one of the ways in which uh, people are able to utilize, um, you know, online networking effectively. It just helps people um, easier to stay in touch, to be found, etc. Mm -hmm. Also now what's happening is that with social media, Networking is a great way for you to also build your personal brand. Right. Uh, so people are now beginning to utilize it for all these particular uh, ways. But I would not say that one is more effective than another. In fact, sometimes I, I think that it's easier to find the right people using online networks because you can be very specific in terms of the specific industry, um, professions, uh, job titles that you're able to search for, particularly if you're using something like, say, LinkedIn, uh, you know, as opposed to, you know, if you walk into a room of 100, 200 people, uh, it, it's very difficult to know who exactly is in the room, whereas online, you're able to do that search uh, and you know, connect with people with precision. So say you wanted right. to connect with HR heads or you wanted to connect with entrepreneurs or wherever it is that you wanted to connect with, then it's able to, you're able to easily filter those people uh, through the online networking platforms. Right. So um, uh, I do agree LinkedIn uh, uh, is, is an effective platform and, and we'll uh, probably get to that uh, uh, in a few minutes uh, but what i wanted to understand uh, is that uh, you know with offline uh, networking i somehow feel it's easier to break the ice so how do you break the ice when you are you know sort of starting a conversation online um, because you're bombarded with so many communications in general right so mm. any 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 tips on how one sure. should about doing that yes so this is where probably your LinkedIn profile is going to come on its own. Because the thing is, typically when people do Google you, you know, the first thing that will actually show up is probably your LinkedIn profile. So true, even true. if you're not expecting to utilize LinkedIn or be very active on LinkedIn, I would strongly suggest that you optimize your LinkedIn profile. So that means that there are a couple of key things that you need to have in place uh, there, which is, you know, have a good profile shot, you know, because that's the first 
impression someone has. And typically, if you have a profile photo, then you can get anywhere from nine to 27 times more traffic than if you don't have. Oh, okay. uh, you need to make, yeah, you need to make sure you have a, a background banner, you know, rather than just the typical LinkedIn one, you know, the standard one, make sure it is optimized with, say, your company logo, who you help, how you help them, so that it helps you with your branding. Because these are all the things that people are going to judge you by initially, before they even really begin a conversation. This is where they're doing their kind of reconnaissance. The other thing is that your headline, professional headline, which is typically, if you look at your LinkedIn profile, it's just underneath your name. You know, it's a series yes. of words. Typically, yes. most people just would have their, like say company and address, uh, like the job title. But what I would put here is, what are the words that you want to be found for? So think in terms of search engine optimization, Mm -hmm. If someone was looking at keywords, so take, for example, I'm a LinkedIn expert as well. So then, you know, I want to make sure that I have LinkedIn expert there. Uh, you know, later on, I, ha I put, you know, I'm the CEO of Titan Masterminds, you know, other things uh, that are related to my company and my title. But in the professional headline, I would you know, make sure that I use very specific keywords to be found on. See, it's not only Google, but LinkedIn itself is a search engine. And uh, there's about 6.7 billion searches Ooh. being done on LinkedIn. So, mm -hmm. you know, are you being found for the right things? Because people mm -hmm. are using LinkedIn as a search engine. So, you know, if you've optimized the headline in the right way, then you will show up uh, for the right search. And that is the first step in networking. You've got to be visible, okay? Then typically thereafter, people will look to build upon their credibility. Are you good at what you do? Why should I trust you? Mm -hmm. you know, how are you different as opposed to other people in the field, okay? And this is where the about you section uh, can come to its own. And uh, you can have up to 2,600 characters in that about section. Uh, and okay. typically when, when I end up working with people, that's probably the area that they need to work on most. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. They have very short uh, about you sections or hmm. the about you section is written like a CV. Uh, so, and so. in day and age, you've got to think in terms of, you know, um, who are the stakeholders that you are looking to appeal to? Uh, so it could be customers, it could be suppliers, it could be future employees, it could be investors. So how do you come across uh, to them? And because you can structure it in a very nice professional way, it's almost, it's for many people, this has become their sort of de facto uh, personal website. Uh, because it is so well optimized for search, uh, mm. you know, that you will turn up on Google, uh, you know, so then, you know, that's what happens. Uh, that's great. So, yeah. so uh, I, I do agree with you, even I've seen certain uh, LinkedIn profiles that look like uh, CVs. 
uh, which brings me to your LinkedIn profile, which is uh, extremely impressive. It's uh, it's really great. Uh, and it does mention that you have you're currently you founded uh, Titan Masterclass. That's your um, uh, own uh, startup. Yeah, Titan. Yeah, Titan Masterminds. Yes, Masterminds. Yeah. Sorry. So, uh, could could you tell us uh, a bit about Titan Masterminds? What is that all about, and and how do you uh, go about uh, with that business? Yeah, I've been working with entrepreneurs for a very long time. So since 2004, I've been working with entrepreneurs and building communities in, uh, with entrepreneurs. And one of the things I've noticed is that it can be a lonely uh, journey being an entrepreneur because typically, mm -hmm. you know, if you are the founder, the managing director, the CEO, uh, any CXO type position, then you are leading uh, the team. And... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to help with the journey. If you can network and connect with like-minded uh, people, then it actually mm -hmm. helps in the journey. And the mastermind concept was put together by uh, Napoleon Hill. And, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, in his book, Thinking Grow Rich. So when he was mm -hmm. interviewing all these millionaires, and one of them was Andrew Carnegie, uh, who at that time was the richest man in um, America, you know, he asked him, you know, what is the key to your wealth? And he said that the one key to my wealth is that I am part of a mastermind. I have these 50 people around me who are constantly, you know, who are from different walks of life, different uh, expertise, who help me make sure that I'm making the right decisions with regard to my company and where I want to go. And so that's what we have ended up creating in Titan Mastermind. So it is not only a networking platform, but really it's helping people with accountability, uh, where you let people know that these are your goals and you're held accountable by peer group. And then also you're able to crowdsource wisdom and expertise from these people who are experts, you know, within their own right in their business, they have right. different expertise. So, you know, one could be negotiation, another could be marketing, you know, everyone has their own uh, key strengths. And you're able to get in inputs from them to help you solve uh, problems that you may have on your plate right now. So you're able to mm -hmm. get real time solutions and you don't have to end up reinventing the wheel. There's nothing uh, more time wasting than you know mm -hmm. trying to reinvent the wheel. That's so true. Um, and uh, so, so uh, you you also founded BNI, uh, and mm -hmm. I have uh, personally attended some sessions, and I've heard of so many people who've benefited from the network. And uh, considering you mentioned that you just knew one person from their yes. network of how many now? I think it's it's run in lakhs. Uh, it's um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think worldwide, it's in the region of about three lakhs. Nice. Um, and here in India, it's around 30,000 plus. That's great. Yeah. So so what were these, uh, if, if you had to just summarize it in, uh, say, mm. the top five things that you did to mm. take you from, say, that one, one uh, point of contact to... Um, say the first hundred or five hundred. What were what were those five things that you did to reach there? Five, five key things. The first thing was I got the pitch right uh, because you know this was an American organization. 
they had an American way of putting things forward. So when I moved here to India, you know, I had to get clear about what the Indian mindset was, what was their approach to networking, how were they looking mm -hmm. at things. So I had to tailor the pitch to the current uh, market that was there. And once I got that right, then we began to get our initial uh, traction. Uh, the second step that really helped me position myself as a credible expert is that I started writing blogs about networking mm -hmm. and okay. um, I started publishing that and we started sending out, you know, e-newsletters. Mm -hmm. So we started getting a lot of people reading this. People wanted to understand how to network more effectively. So, you know, in that way, what happened was that, uh, you know, TV18 approached me and said that they wanted me to be their networking expert. Oh, uh, wow. so, That's amazing. So, yeah, so they, we ended up doing a series uh, on networking, uh -huh. uh, you know, which really positioned me as an expert. So that kind of began to drive a lot of uh, traffic. Um, the third thing that we really did was we looked at, again, the product that was there and, mm -hmm. um, you know, we tried to Indianize it, you know, there, okay. there, there's certain nuances. And even when we went into different parts of India, uh, we, we found that people network slightly differently in Delhi as opposed to Bangalore, as opposed uh -huh. to Mumbai, you know? Okay. So we, we began to add these ways of doing things, uh, you know, in the product. So then what happened was the product adoption, the product to market fit was that much better. Uh, you know, and, and, and then it became um, a hit, you know, across these different geographies as we began mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, move across these geographies. So I think that's important that you've got to get your product ecosystem right and we began to develop a number of things um, that were very uh, India-centric. You know, just, mm -hmm. just think about it in, in ways like, you know, when Domino's or McDonald's have come to India, yes. they've had to change their menu, you know, and Indianize True. things. True, yes. So, you know, it's just the same way, you know, we got the product ecosystem right. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the, the fourth thing I would say is that we got the profiling right. So. Uh -huh. You know, when people came to my website, you know, it was mm -hmm. very clear what we did in terms of what our USP was. Uh, when you looked me up on LinkedIn and, mm. you know, I, I was an early adopter of LinkedIn. So okay. uh, in, you know, um, February 9th, 2005, I've been on LinkedIn. Wow. <laughs> uh, Amazing. I, I, was on so I was on social media from 2008, you know, so... I, I was doing nice. uh, workshops on, on that, you know, so, so we understood that. So we ended up optimizing not only our website, but also mm -hmm. our other profiles. So, you know, then Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, there was another online uh, network called eAcademy uh, from the UK, and then that became okay. global. So, okay. you know, we, we got all our profiles right. Then, you know, with the TV18, uh, you know, again, we mm -hmm. positioned ourselves in the right way uh, as, a, as a kind of national networking expert. So I think anyone who's looking to do become a titan in their niche, whatever niche mm -hmm. they're in right now, mm -hmm. is going to have to follow these uh, steps. 
And I think the the last thing is that, you know, I found the right partnerships, Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, really helped me then grow, you know, sort of like take, for example, the Indian Merchants Chamber, um, Mm -hmm. Rotary, uh, the Indus Entrepreneur, the Thai, uh, many, many other Uh such uh, platforms that I found that, you know, we're dealing with the same target market, but we were doing complementary uh, things for you know our target markets so mm-hmm. then that really helped me uh, position myself very quickly and help this grow so yes. I would say that these are the five things that really helped us get established and established very quickly uh, you mm-hmm. know because b- before I came into BNI and into India you know I, I was in a manufacturing business you know oh. nothing to do <laughs> Absolutely nothing to do with uh, networking. So, you know, it was a new country and a new business, you know, and I would say I would swear by these five steps, uh, you know, to become a titan in your niche. That's, that's amazing, Neeraj. Um, But, but this is, um, this, this is how you went about building your BNI network. That's good. That's Mm. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it also helps that uh, you, you are a great conversationalist. Um, I think that also is sort of um, how, how would it work for people who are sort of um, not out and about, not uh, so comfortable um, having conversations or opinions on things? Uh, I'm just being the devil's advocate, but I'm just wondering. Uh, is ab- it, absolutely. In, in fact, I'm an introvert. Which is oh, you don't come across work. at all. <laughs> no, but 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 I'll tell you the secret to that. Uh, there yeah. are a couple of key secrets to that. Okay, so you know, an introvert, you know, doesn't like the spotlight on themselves. Yes, yes, true. And uh, what happens is that they're great at listening, and mm-hmm. I always say that a great networker has two ears and one mouth and uses them proportionately. <laughs> so, so it's very important that, you know, you put the spotlight on the other person. Okay. And uh, what happened was when I was initially offline networking and I had to meet, I could literally go into rooms where, you know, I didn't know anyone mm-hmm. and I had to start a conversation. So a couple of things that I did, you know, first thing I did mm-hmm. was I would always end up in that room very early. I would try okay. and be there at least 30 minutes before the event started. Okay. I would introduce myself to the organizer mm-hmm. and I would help the organizer with setting up and say, look, you know, okay. I'd like to help you. And, you know, when you end up helping someone, then it's a mm-hmm. feeling of reciprocation. People want to typically help you back. So and true. then I will... I would ask them that, look, can you introduce me to some people? I'm a bit shy. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who's going to be here, but, you know, since you're the organizer, I'm sure you'll know a few good people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I would literally, I would be disarming in terms of my candidness. I say, look, okay. you know, genuinely, I'm a shy person and you'd actually be helping me out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's amazing how far people would go. And, you know, the, many people ended up thinking that I was part of the organizing team. Okay. <laughs> wow. You know, be, be, you know, because the right. organizer would kind of put so much of a spotlight on me, but it just came from, 
this and then you know take a genuine interest you know uh, right. uh, you know so i had a few questions up my you know sleeve you know which would mm -hmm. help me start conversations which would be things like uh sir where have you come from today because it doesn't matter who you mm -hmm. are you come from somewhere you know and it, it would kind of help start the conversation Right. And uh, there, there was a particular format that I use called FORM, F-O-R-M. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you kind of ask uh, a little bit about their family or, you know, are you from Bombay? I you know, like, mm -hmm. and, you know, typically there are so many people from Bombay who are not from Bombay. You know, yes. and that again yes. becomes a talking point. Okay? Uh -huh. And even if they're from Bombay, you ask them where are they from, you know, because like, uh, and as, as I became more of a resident here, I began to understand uh -huh. that people from South Bombay think very differently from people from Bandra true. and, you know, so true. et cetera, yeah. et cetera. <laughs> you know, so, so even knowing, you know, which geographic locality they were coming yes. from would actually give you a, a, a bit of an understanding of uh, uh, them. Then, you know, you'd ask them, oh, which is what's their occupation? Uh, you know, you would ask them a little bit about, uh, you know, relationships in terms of like, say, mm. you know, uh, you know, do you have kids, you know, or, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I've recently got married, uh, you know, how about you? Are you, you know, so mm -hmm. I would volunteer a little bit of information and then I would ask right. them a question or, you know, what happens is that if you're able to find a couple of points of similarity then what happens is that the barriers that are between you melt away. And it's all about building a genuine relationship, a connection with someone else. And when you have that, I think that, you know, is the foundation of trust. And at the end of the day, you know, people always are looking at ROI, return on investment, but I think they're focusing on the wrong thing. You can't make networking transactional. I mean, it's not that people aren't making it transactional out there, but right. the people who are real pros and networking know mm -hmm. that they should, you know, you focus on ROR, which is return on relationships. First, look to build uh -huh. relationships and then you can mine those relationships and, you know, profitably uh, grow them. Mm -hmm. well, so, so I, I hope, uh, you know, some of these things uh, have, helped you and un understand, you know, how I was able to position mm. myself. Uh, yes. And uh, uh, in fact, uh, I think what, what you've mentioned, I'm definitely going to use that myself. <laughs> it, it's actually very handy advice. And I have seen people, uh, you know, they don't understand how to break the ice. Uh, I think mm. that first point uh, is usually a deterrent for many people. And you very beautifully explain how one can go about it. Um, mm. So before, before we end our uh, session, uh, we've spoken about the things that one should do and why networking is important. Uh, hmm. Is there anything that one shouldn't do uh, when yeah. uh, uh, looking at actively networking? What are the don'ts uh, of it? Sure, sure. So, you know, um, I, I just mentioned one of them, you know, don't focus on it being transactional. Uh, there, there's a particular formula if you really want to network effectively called VCP. It's actually a process. Okay. V stands for visibility. First, you've got to become visible. Someone has got to know who you are. Hmm. Then, you know, you've got to become credible, which is they've got to like you first as a person. Then mm -hmm. they've got to trust you where you, they 
feel that you are a credible expert in whatever you do. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to get to that trust point, that's where then the profitability really happens. But there are people who try and jump from just going from visibility straight to profitability. It doesn't mm -hmm. work. You know, if you miss the step in between, you know, it's like, I'll use a relationship example here where, you know, you meet a girl for the first time and you propose mm. to her. You'll <laughs> probably end up with a slap on your face, you know, <laughs> so, in the, the end. so, you know, <laughs> right. it's like, you know, it's, if you meet someone and you think they're interesting, then you might want to ask them out for a coffee, then mm. maybe for, you know, dinner, and then, you know, things progress and, you know, you might then become engaged. And then from engagement, you go to marriage, not straight right. from having met someone straight to uh, marriage. So, you know, that's one of the things, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, it's like when people meet someone at a networking event and immediately start selling to them. Hmm. Oh, this one, this person looks like my customer. Let me, it's almost like they give their card and their sales pitch and, you know, they yeah. start selling, you know, yeah. uh, very off-putting. Yeah, uh, so true, you know? so true. Big the thing. other thing, the other thing, uh, not being strategic about who you network with. So I think typically there are two different types of people you should be networking with proactively. One is obviously the kind of people that are your end customers, but the one that people miss out on, which they should pay more attention to is who else has your end customers? Hmm. You know, so who are professions that are complementary to you that are already dealing with the kind of customers you like. Uh, and then you can end up, you know, working very nicely uh, together with them. And that's why, you know, like one of the organizations I partnered with was Rotary and Thai, because I knew that, you know, there were many mm. entrepreneurs that they had in their network, which nice. were interested in learning about networking. So, you know, that's, uh, one thing. And then lastly, you know, uh, not uh, staying in touch. Okay. Uh, you know, so stay in touch, you know, have some mm. way in which you remain in touch and uh, kind of cycle through your net, uh, network uh, mm. over time, you know, so that it gives you consistency. Um, because if you don't have that consistency, then you don't have top of mind visibility. Right, right. Great. I, I think that that was some amazing advice. Um, it's not just going to benefit entrepreneurs who hear our podcast, but also individuals, uh, working professionals like myself. Um, so Nidrash, thank you so much. Uh, I think it's, it's been an amazing talk. I hope you had a good time as well. Uh, Absolutely. Discussing all this. If there are any parting thoughts you would like to leave our viewers with, uh, we'd be happy to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, one of the key currencies of building a good network is generosity. So look to be someone who is a helpful person, who looks to make friends and makes friends for life. And in that way, you'll be able to build a network, which is not only wide, but it's deep as well. So that's what I would say. Thanks. Great. Thank you so much. It's been a delight having this conversation. Thank you, Nina. Thanks.